What up, what up, all my independent thinkers out there in podcast land. It's your girl, Alexandra, and you are listening to Teach a Man to Think, the podcast, a place where we always stay curious, think differently, and as always, think for ourselves. So sit back, unwind, and get ready to unlock your mind. Today, I want to take you back to the very beginning. And when I say the very beginning, I don't mean the very beginning. I just mean the beginning of my journey of my first step of thinking for myself and how that really started. Because I have this podcast, I have this business, and when I meet people or I talk about my stories on the podcast, I get a lot of really great positive feedback about how um, courageous I am for taking going on these travels and doing these crazy things and quitting my job and all of these things that I am grateful for and grateful for the feedback and it's true it does take some courage but I want to explain that the courage to do a lot of the steps and a lot of the really wild and crazy things that I've done it all started at a certain point and I talked a little bit about this in my episode of How Two Moldovans United in the States, which is like a background story of how uh, Boris, my husband, and I, we met and kind of all of that. So there's a little backdrop in that. So definitely check that episode out if you haven't heard it. But I talk a little bit about how the very kind of first m- uh, moment that I had was deciding to leave law school and to move back to my parents' house. And I had graduated law school. I was in the process of studying for the bar. I was looking for jobs and I made the decision to move back home. So I feel like that was like the first kind of step, but it wasn't necessarily thinking for myself because I was doing things that everyone around me still wanted me to do. So even though that was a very difficult decision, It was difficult for me, but I had so much support from everybody else. My parents were happy. All my friends from back home were happy. Like everyone was happy that I was moving, except of course, you know, some friends that I had built in where I lived in Philly and South Jersey. But for the most part, I had so much support. So even though that was like the first decision that I feel like I started doing things that were outside my comfort zone. It wasn't necessarily, like I said, specifically me thinking for myself because of the support. Sometimes doing things for yourself outside of any support is really the most difficult thing. And that is that first moment where you start building your courage. So I want to talk about that story because for me, that started with my wedding. And for everyone listening there, if you are married, then you understand what a stressful that event that is. And if you aren't married, well, then buckle up <laughs> because it is quite stressful. But you have the power to really minimize that stress. And that is what I try to do. So I want to talk about the specific instance because, well, it's a personal story. It's a story about my wedding. But there's so many different parts of that that I feel really started the journey of thinking for myself because... I disappointed so many people on my wedding day. I made so many decisions that I ended up losing family. I lost friends. I um, It was just a really crazy decision. And I feel like a lot of people still aren't over that. And this happened. I mean, we just celebrated our eight-year anniversary. So um, I just want to kind of dive into how that happened because 
that is where it all starts when it comes to courage. It's about taking that first step. It's not always about making that first move because sometimes we look at people's lives and the decisions they've made. And trust me, I have the same thing. I look at people and the things they're doing and I'm like, oh, wow, like that's amazing. So even though people are looking at me in my life and thinking that I'm looking at other people's lives and thinking that, and sometimes I'm like, wow, you have so much courage to do that. But it all starts with a single step. And sometimes that is something that you didn't even expect, like making decisions for yourself on your wedding day or an important day of your life, whether you're celebrating a graduation or a kid's birthday party or your birthday party or an engagement party or whatever it is. There are so many expectations built around that that we don't even realize until we gain that awareness how much of us is lost in even organizing those simple things in our life. Forget about your business and your relationships and your health. I'm talking about even the simple things and how many things you do to please others around you and how that's really stopping you from living your life. Because once you start making those decisions in your life, in your personal life, and you start thinking for yourself, you start taking back your power, you start being comfortable with disappointing people, and you start being comfortable with being uncomfortable, that is what really sets the tone for the success for your business. Because I at the core feel that my business is myself. And if you are a business person, then your business is your life and vice versa. And how you function and how healthy you are and how happy you are and how stable you are, that reflects in your business. So if you are not happy, not healthy, not stable, and you achieve a lot of success in your business, you might feel really empty inside because you have all this external success and yet internally you feel like a shell of a person or it, it all crumbles and you lose everything and then you're starting from scratch and even starting at a worse point because now you have that loss that you're dealing with. So let me dive into the story. So when Boris and I uh, met, we really just kind of like hit it off. We spent almost every day together and we just started kind of acting already like we were married. So it wasn't a hard decision to decide to get married. And I remember, so we had met and started dating in August. And by December, um, we had went to my friend's birthday party. And at the event, it was like around holiday time. I guess Boris had had a conversation with her asking her, you know, well, I'm kind of interested in maybe like looking for rings or I don't know if she ignited the conversation because she was, you know, kind of like always nosy and wanted to know everything. So I don't know how that happened, but she ended up telling me that he was looking for, like, he wants to go maybe shopping with her where she suggested going shopping with him for a ring. I don't know. And I remember that feeling. I was like, oh, crap. Like, I don't even like jewelry. Like, I don't even wear jewelry. Like, I like it. I think it looks pretty. I like it on other people. But for me, it's uncomfortable. I don't like having stuff on. But I felt like I needed to be like everybody else because around this time, all of my close friends were getting engaged and getting married. And every conversation, every time we hung out, it was always about the engagement ring. So-and-so got me an engagement ring. I didn't like it. I told him to give it back. Or so-and-so didn't get me an engagement ring yet. I told him seven times how much, what kind of ring I like. I keep sending him hints. Or we walked by the store. And everything was just circled around engagement rings. And... So when it came time to me, I was like, okay, well, I want to be different. I don't want to be like everybody else. So I started thinking a little differently. And I was like, okay, well, how about if I just pick a different design, right? Like everyone does the princess cut or the emerald cut. They all look the same. The, you know, the classic diamond cuts. I was like, okay, I want to be a little different. 
I love flowers. Why don't I do like a flower design for the ring? So I started spending all this time looking into all these designs for these different rings, just trying to be different, but not having enough courage to be completely different and really do what I wanted to do, which was say that this is a waste of money and I don't really care. But I felt like I was going to be judged by all my friends and they were already kind of judging me just because of the way I was, because I was just... I was just a different person in general. They were all wearing heels. I was wearing sneakers. They were changing their outfits and their purses every year, every season, every time something new came out. And then they'd make fun of me because I would be wearing the same old coat that I had for years. That's just the way I am. I just don't care about little things like that. And I don't know if it's because I was born in Moldova and I grew up, I didn't have a lot. I don't know if it's because the way my parents are and they're very simple to a degree, I mean, my mom does have some extravagant elements to her, but for the most part, I'm very simple. And I didn't feel comfortable being simple because I always got teased for that and kind of mocked for that. So this kind of went on. I started like showing Boris the rings. We were very open. I was going back and forth with um, my friend as well and kind of like showing her. Like the whole conversation was very open. And Boris and I in general, we were always very open about our relationship and about getting married. It wasn't something where it's like the secret and he's like waiting to do this thing for me. And I have no idea and I'm completely surprised. I knew that he was thinking about it. I knew, you know, that it was going to happen and we were just kind of talking about it. So time went on, time went on. I couldn't really find anything I liked. So I just kept postponing it. And I remember we had a conversation and then like I found a ring that I thought was nice and it was like (laughs) $12,000. And I'm like, I cannot. And I showed it to Boris and we both were like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is so ridiculous. I don't own anything anything worth $12,000. This is not how I spend my money. I was like, wouldn't it be better if instead of spending money on engagement ring, we spent that money and went traveling. So ultimately we decided, you know what, I'm not going to have an engagement ring. We're just going to travel. And that's kind of what it was. So because of that, we kind of put off like the whole discussion about getting married. And I think when I mentioned that to my friends too, like the kind of just like looking at me weird, like you're going to give up a ring, a diamond ring to go travel? Are you nuts? And I still felt like that was the thing to do. And then one day, Boris and I were just driving around. It was, I believe this was like early March. And we were just driving around. We were around the neighborhood. And he asked, you know, we started talking about getting married again. And I think, I don't know if I said it or one of us said it, I'm like, why don't we just stop with this nonsense? Like, I don't need a big engagement. I don't even need a big wedding. I'm like, I honestly, I don't even want a wedding. I really would love to elope. That was my, that was really what I wanted to do. So I didn't necessarily do everything I wanted to do, but I definitely started doing things a lot differently and started thinking for myself at least a little bit. So my first goal, I was like, okay, I'm going to get, we're going to get eloped. We're going to just find some random place, go there and get married. And when I started thinking about it and looking into it, I just saw that it was like super complicated. I started sharing the news with people and people were not happy. I mentioned it to my friends. I mentioned it to my friend's parents. Everyone was telling me that this is a horrible idea, that I need to have my parents there, that we're going to regret it and like all these things. So we eventually 
settled on the idea that I'm like, okay, how about we do a very small ceremony where it's just my parents and your parents and your sister, because he had a sister, he has a sister, and that's it. And just us and nobody else. And then the next day we can have like a party just for family. I didn't even want any friends there because for multiple reasons, like honestly, it, it wasn't just so much about um, them specifically. I just, I'm a person, I don't like being the center of attention. I never had a sweet 16 party. I never had like big parties for myself, big birthday parties. I do not like being center of attention. And I also don't like the pressure of having people like introduce people because I, I have friends from all over. I, was always friends with groups of people, but I was never felt like really part of the group. It was more like I was friends with one person in each group, and then I would somehow be infiltrated into that group, but I never really felt like I belonged. And that's how it was in all my friend groups. Like they were all friends, they had their friend circle. I would just kind of be there by, I don't know, by default in some senses. And so I had a lot of very eclectic friends. I had friends from all different groups and just the idea of putting them all in a room together and having to worry about how they are enjoying themselves, how they're communicating, like it was just too much. And I don't know if like it's a control issue or what, but I just did not like that aspect. So I was like, I don't really want to have friends there. At the end of the day, this is about my wedding. And I knew that if I had people there that I cared about how they were doing, then I would be spending all my time focused on them and I wouldn't be enjoying my day because I'd be spending my time talking to my friends. And I'm like, well, I could talk to you any other day. I could literally have a party the next day, have all that celebration or the next week and enjoy all that and have the same kind of feeling like you're celebrating with me. But on the actual day that's supposed to be my wedding, I can just focus on my husband. And that's really what I want to do. People had a really big problem with that. And... So it turned into like a lot of drama from all ends. So from my family side, my mother-in-law, and rightfully so, understandably, she wanted to get involved because, well, not only does he have a sister, but his sister's married and she has three kids. And so she's like, well, the whole family needs to be there because his mom is very much about the family. And I love that about her. So I understand that. But at the time, it really triggered me because I'm like, okay, well... If I have your sister there and her husband now and their kids, well, I have my uncle who to me was like my brother and he has a wife and he has two kids. So I'm like, okay, so then they have to come. I'm like, okay, well, if you invite them, then you can't skip out on, because we have such a small family in general. Like I think we each have 12 people combined on our sides, including us. So it was like a total of like 24, 25 people. So I'm like, okay, we can't invite all those people and then not invite my aunt and my uncle and my cousin and then your aunt and your uncle and your cousin. So, and then I can't invite, not invite my grandfather. And then, you know, so it just turned into this whole thing. And also I was having a lot of uh, drama with my grandmother at this point, which is something I don't really like to talk about because it's something that makes me very emotional, but I think I could try to get through it. Um, and so my grandma and I had a lot of issues because her and my mom have a lot of issues and it's just a lot of drama. So because of that, I'm kind of like collateral damage. And I had a very rough point with her at this time. And also because of the way things were and how she is, my mom didn't think it was a good idea to have her at our wedding because she necessarily wasn't talking to me. I think right before this, my grandma told me that I'm dead to her. 
Um, so I wasn't necessarily pushing for it, even though I wanted her there because she's, she's someone who raised me. And when my parents were busy and whatever, she was the person that I was really around a lot of the time. And she was my biggest, um, kind of support in my life for a really long time. So it was really, really hard, but I kind of knew that my mom was right because I had a lot of interesting people coming to my wedding. Boris's family is very like interesting and uh, eclectic and has some eclectic members. And I just knew that my mom, my grandma is like so sensitive, like very easily triggered. And she has a lot of wonderful qualities. And I picked up a lot of those great qualities for her from her. But I think because she's not completely healed and she wasn't able to fully heal from the very traumatic life that she had led, it, it led her down a very uh, isolated and difficult path. And I know because I saw a lot of those qualities in myself, which is one of the reasons why I made it a really big dedication to heal myself because I did not want to continue those same um, generational cycles. So that was a really difficult decision. And ultimately, I decided not to invite my grandmother. Um, and it did cost me my relationship with her. But do I think maybe it would have lasted anyway? I'm not really sure because, like I said, we were having a tumultuous relationship and who knows, maybe things will uh, change. I'm not sure. But I don't want to dive into that topic. So that was the whole thing with the family. So originally I was like, okay, let's have a small gathering at this place in New Jersey. There's this place called Grounds for Sculpture and it's gorgeous. It's like this huge area with so many acres and it's like all these live installations of different famous art pieces. So everything from uh, Picasso to uh, Matisse to Renoir to whatever, just all these different sculptures and, and paintings and they do things in a really cool way. And then they have this really famous... A restaurant called Rats Cafe on the premises overlooking like a Monet bridge. And it's just beautiful. One of the most beautiful places in New Jersey. If you've never been there, definitely check it out. Tell them I sent you. No, just kidding. They don't know who I am. Okay. So, <laughs> um, but I wanted to go there. And a lot of the reason why I wanted to go there is because I knew my mom loved it so much and I loved it so much too. But again, it, I was still ultimately trying to please somebody else. I thought it was a nice area. It was very like um, it was very elegant and, but it was expensive. And at the time we weren't financially in a place. My parents weren't in a financial place to help me. So it's not like I had people to pay, shelve out a hundred thousand dollars for my wedding. I was working on a very limited budget that we were mainly paying for everything ourselves with some, you know, some help from family, but we were not in a place to really spend a lot of money. So I'm like, Oh, I have to go and with all these people, I'm not even going to enjoy my meal. I'm like, I'd rather already come here just me and you, you know, because I'm not even going to enjoy my food. I know how I am. And when I'm in an environment where everything is based on me, I can't even eat. Like, I am so nervous, I can't even eat. And I didn't even eat at my own wedding. So the little flash, flash uh, fast forward to that. So ultimately, I gave in kind of, but I said, okay, let's have a wedding, my parents' backyard. My mom has a lot of flowers and she, her garden, my parents' garden is their pride and joy. It's gorgeous, has trees and flowers everywhere. And the reason um, why I want to get married there is because of the lily of the valley, which is one of my favorite flowers growing up. It was one of my mom's favorite flowers. And she used to always make me um, 
like flower crowns with different flowers. And that's like the one thing I wanted. So when we decided to get married, we were in the car and we were like, I think I totally, totally went off topic. But anyways, let me go back to the car situation. So we were in the car and I was telling him, I'm like, I don't really want a big wedding. Let's just, let's just figure it out. Let's take a lope, whatever. And he's like, you sure? He's like, you sure you don't want a big wedding? Because for him, he comes from a background where, you know, his sister had a really big wedding and she did the whole thing and the videographer and they did a really funny, cool video and, and the cake and the dress and the limo and the party and everything. So they went like above and beyond for their wedding. So I think they expected to have the same thing for Boris. And for me, I didn't really have those expectations. My parents, they just wanted me to be married. They never really put an idea of like a huge party in my head, I think because mainly they didn't want to deal with it. Um, so we didn't really, so we weren't really on the same page. It's funny because he was more wanting the big wedding and I wasn't, which is a funny flip situation. But ultimately we're talking about it and he's like, okay, he's like, well, if you don't, then I guess we don't need to have everyone there and, you know, even extended family or all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, I just, I just want to be us. Like, let's figure it out. So he's like, well, I didn't even get you a ring. I'm like, it's okay. I don't need a ring. And I, I think like two days prior to that, he had bought me a pair of Uggs because I would go to work. My work office was freezing and I would wear Uggs all the time. And I had this one pair of Uggs because I'm from North Jersey. So I had this one pair of Uggs and they were covered in like snow and they were just like looked horrible. And I'd always go to work with these disgusting Uggs on. And so finally he bought me a brand new pair of Uggs and I was like, okay, well, I guess this is like my engagement ring. Like I got engagement Uggs and that was kind of like our little like funny joke that we said. So, and we still remember that even though I don't wear Uggs anymore. Um, But so we decided we're like, okay, so I came home, I shared the news with my mom. I'm like, okay, I think we're just going to get married. He's not going to get me a ring. And luckily my mom was like supportive because she's, she's cool like that in terms of things like that. My mom herself, she doesn't even wear a ring. Um, you know, she has one, but she also is kind of like me. And I think maybe that's where I picked it up from is just not caring about those kind of things and not wearing jewelry all the time. Like my mom loves jewelry, but only if it's on special occasions. She's not just going to walk around the house, you know, decked out in jewelry like some people do. So I never kind of grew up around that environment. So for me, I was appreciative to get that support from her because I think if she had replied like, oh, what, he's not going to get you a ring. What's, what does that mean? Or like kind of made it feel sketchy. I think maybe it would have, I wasn't strong enough in that point to withstand that decision by myself. So I am grateful for her support and how she handled that because I think it really gave me um, that strength to keep going forward. And starting at that point, I think not deciding to have a wedding ring, an engagement ring, if you're not a female, like maybe you don't understand how big of a deal that is, um, but it's a big deal and it looks weird and people notice it and people ask questions and people feel threatened almost by your decision. I think because you make them feel insecure that they do have a ring. I don't know what it is, but there's just like some whole weird thing around the ring. So that's not even getting to the wedding part. So when my mom and I were talking too, we're like, she's like, well, when are you guys going to get married? And we're like, I don't know, like soon. And so when we were thinking, we're like, well, how about Mother's Day? Because it was around the time where, like I said, the lily of the valley was blooming and just the garden in general. My mom's garden was just looking gorgeous. And at the same time, it was a good 
day to bring people together because it was a Sunday. Everyone was able to come. Usually we get our family together on a Sunday anyway. And we're like, well, maybe this is like a gift for our moms. We'd have to spend Mother's Day with our moms anyway. So why not bring them to us? And I don't know. I don't know if it was a good idea or a bad, bad idea. I don't know how the moms felt about it afterwards. We just knew it was convenient for us. And it worked out. And also what I really liked is that so originally, I we thought we were going to get married on the Saturday before Mother's Day, right? So we were going to do the wedding ceremony first. And the next day on Mother's Day, we're going to have people over to come and celebrate and just like enjoy with us the family. And then the next week, we're going to have friends over. So that was like the plan. When we decided um, to... Like, because we were trying to separate people. And then we're like, okay, whatever. We're not going to separate people. Actually, maybe it's better. Instead of spending two days with family and dragging out this wedding two days, let, I'm like, let's just wrap it into one day. That's fine. We don't have to do it separately. We don't have to go to, we don't have to get married in like this grand place. Let's just invite everyone to my parents' house in their backyard. And let's just say our vows while everyone's together, gathered together for Mother's Day and just hanging out. And it'll just be our wedding. So that's what we did. So we decided basically two months later that we were going to get married. So we had two months to plan a wedding. Luckily, there wasn't much to plan. At first, I tried to get really involved because of what everyone was doing, you know, the lights and then the flowers and this and that. And I was like, okay, stay true to yourself. What is it really that you want? And I realized, you know what? I don't need all that. I have all the natural stuff, the natural beauty. That's fine. I don't even want a photographer. I didn't want any strangers there at all. I'm like, if I don't even want to be distracted with friends there, I definitely don't want strangers there. That feels weird for me. And that wasn't comfortable. I wasn't really comfortable in general in my skin at that point. So these weren't things that were important to me. So I just decided, you know what? Let's just do it like this. And we decided, let's invite people over. We're going to cater the event. We're going to get some food, some Georgian food, Georgia, the country, not the state. Uh, there was a really good place that we used to go to back when we used to eat meat and it was really good food. So we're like, let's get some Georgian food. Let's get a nice cake. I knew a really good bakery um, that had the most delicious wedding cake ever that I've tried in different places. And, and that's it. And let's have people over. Let's have people eat first because the worst part that I hate about a wedding is everyone comes and they're hungry and they're tired. And then they're like sitting there and they're sitting through the ceremony I was like, no, I'm not going to do any of that either. I don't even want a reverend. I don't want a priest. I don't want anyone to marry us. So I'm like, okay, we need to find someone in our family mem- in our family members to marry us. I know you can get like one of those, you can get ordained online. Let's just have them do that. So I asked my mom because I just felt like she would be the most comfortable out of everyone in our family to do that. So she agreed. So I asked my cousin to be a photographer and I asked everyone else who was there if they could take pictures and, you know, that would be like our photo album. And I was like, okay, people would come, they're going to eat, we're going to hang out, drink, and then at sunset, we'll go outside and we'll have like a very quick ceremony, like 10 minutes. We didn't even write vows. I'm like, I'm not writing vows, like I don't need to do all that. Let's just speak from the heart, say what we have to say, make it short and sweet and cut to the point. We didn't even dance at our wedding. Like I had one dance at my wedding and it was with my dad and it was, we danced to Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World. And I didn't even have a speaker that I literally put my phone because I saw this like hack on Instagram or something. I put my phone into a cup to act as a speaker. (laughs) And that was my dance with my dad. And that was my only dance. 
And but luckily, the rest of the time, Boris and I, we spent we had so much fun. We were together. We weren't concerned about talking to family or making them feel welcome, welcome, like we had our time with our family, but it wasn't an obligation where I knew and I, I had this mindset, I was like, if I ignore people during the wedding, I don't care. My goal is just to focus on me and to be as present as possible because I know that these kind of events could really make me come out of my, like go into my world and like be in a little daydream because I kind of dissociate and disconnect. So I'm like, I really just want to be present and not get nervous and just enjoy what I'm doing. And so it's funny, we did the, you know, we share the cake, we smash the cake in each other's face and licks it off each other's noses and, you know, whatever. And it's funny that, so we didn't even have a piece of cake for our wedding and we had left it in the fridge, but my parents being the food monsters that they are, they actually finished our wedding cake. We had like a few slices left of our wedding cake or like one big slice of our wedding cake and they finished it and left us crumbs and we were like where's our wedding cake and they're like uh we thought it was just left over we're like who eats someone's wedding cake like who does this and I will just give like a little story just to not to throw my dad under the bus but just to show like what kind of random things people deal with and maybe you deal with this in your family but I remember and it's totally brought me back to like this traumatic event of when I was in fourth grade Um, It was Valentine's Day and I had a boyfriend and he gave me a like chocolate hollow bunny. And I remember I was so happy. I was so grateful about this bunny and I put it in the fridge and I came back to look at it and its head was off. Its entire head was taken off. And I'm like, what the hell happened? My dad's like, oh, I don't know. It was just chocolate. I just had chocolate in the fridge and I just wanted to eat it. I'm like, oh my God. And then the next time that happened, it was so funny. I mean, these happens a lot, but it was just like these specific instances. I remember I was dating this kid in like high school or something. And um, we had this thing with Rochers where I think like he gave me a box of Rochers and I was like obsessed with Rochers and Rocher, Ferrer, Rocher, whatever. And I saved one. Like I, this just shows how weird I am and how like sentimental I am. But anyways, I saved one that I did not want to eat. I was like specifically I was saving it just like as a like a memory. And then my dad eats it. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? So when he ate when they ate the wedding cake, I wasn't necessarily like shocked. Um, but it was kind of it it was bothersome because I'm like, and now especially we think about that day, and I'm like, damn, like we don't even eat that kind of cake anymore, so we can't even recreate that feeling of like eating that kind of cake because, you know, we don't eat like dairy and stuff like that anymore. But it was just really funny. So that happened. And like I said, my mom did like a really quick ceremony. Mom's not very sentimental. She just kind of stood up there, said a few words. We said our words, we kissed and that's it. And we drove ourselves to New Brunswick, which was like 15 minutes away from my parents' house to a hotel. And we just stayed there and had, you know, our own wedding night but that was it like we just ended up getting food I think we took all our took leftovers got food and just stayed there and because the day before because we got the hotel for two nights because we wanted at least some kind of experience so we stayed there the night before and we went out to to, um like our bachelorette party bachelor party was basically just me and him hanging out we went to a comedy club And so we went to a comedy club, we got food, we like vegged out and hung out, watched a movie. And that was like our pre-wedding night. And then we drove ourselves to the wedding. Boris 
picked up the cake. Boris actually was the one who designed the cake. Like I went, we went to the bakery together. I told him what kind of cake I wanted and what was good, but I didn't want to go into the bakery. So I let him go in and he decided everything and he picked it out, how many layers, which flavors, what design. And it wasn't like a big cake. It was like two layers, I think. And then we drove home. I think the food came early and it was like a whole disaster. And then I was getting ready. I get got myself ready. Obviously, I didn't get hair or makeup done or anything like that. So I was getting ready and then Boris was getting ready. His dad was helping get ready. So me and Boris were seeing each other. We were both upstairs, seeing each other during the whole time. And then right before I put my dress on, he went downstairs and he wasn't supposed to see me. But I came downstairs and I think he went inside just to get something. So he ended up seeing me right before he was supposed to see me anyway. So supposedly they say that's bad luck. I don't know. We're still here. But uh, yeah, so just that whole experience. And I remember specifically, oh, with the wedding dress. I didn't even get into the whole wedding dress fiasco. So because, like I said, we were getting married in my parents' backyard. And it's not like a fancy backyard. I mean, it's nice. It's beautiful. But it's not like super, super fancy. So with the wedding dress, I really postponed getting a wedding dress because for many reasons, I really didn't like wearing dresses, especially at this point in my life. I wasn't comfortable in my body. Um, I didn't feel secure and I just didn't like that. So the idea of wearing a dress for me was a nightmare. And I think that's probably one of the big reasons why I didn't want to have a party and I didn't want to have like people around and all this stuff. It probably was a big reason, but it was definitely more than that. So I was really putting it off. And then my mom was finally like, okay, you need to get your dress. Like, you're not going to be wearing a sweatsuit for your wedding. I was like, why not? <laughs> I always thought about it. I'm like, I really would love if we could just get married in like some Jordan hoodies, some sneakers and call it a day. But I did compromise a little bit. So I'm like, all right, fine. And at this time, my friend was getting married as well. So she needed me to pick up a dress from for my bridesmaid dress from David's Bridal. So we had Dave's bridal by my house and she's like, well, you have to go get your wedding, your bridesmaid's dress too, right? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, she's like, all right, well, why don't we just go there? I'm like, okay. We went in there and I remember seeing everything, just like all this white everywhere. And I go to, to the sales girl and right away I told her, I'm like, show me the least looking wedding dress that you guys have. And she took me to this aisle of very simple white dresses and I just like shifted through them real quick. I found one that was like $99 and it included a free veil. I was like, perfect. I'll take this one. And I liked it. It's not like I didn't like the dress. It was a beautiful dress. It was simple, white, had a nice little swoop neck, very elegant and cheap and just like convenient. I'm like, I could probably wear it again if I needed to, you know, whatever. My mom goes to live out her dream because she never got a wedding dress because, you know, she got married in, you know, in the USSR. And um, I think she ended up getting some kind of dress from someone borrowed, you know, it was like this whole fiasco with, so she never had fulfilled of her dream wedding or her dream wedding dress. So I think that was one thing that she really wanted to fulfill through me and through live vicariously through me was with the wedding dress. So my mom found this like $3,000 wedding dress that when you imagine like someone looking like a cupcake in a dress, this is the dress. It was so poofy, so sparkly. It was huge. And I was overweight at this time too. So like, it was not a good combination. It was just not cute. And she forced me to try it on. And the sales girl's like looking at me. I'm looking at the sales girl. The sales girl is giving me these like sympathetic empathy eyes. She's like, I know I, I deal with this all the time. And I'm like, okay, at least I'm not alone. And we're having this like telepathic communication with each other. And I'm like, okay, 
I'll try this on for you. I tried it on. I, I don't know if I want to laugh or cry. It was so horrible, horrendous. I'm like, can I take this off now? She's like, she's like, all right, fine. My mom and I got in the biggest fight for a week. Like we let go. We let, we left the bridal shop. We came home and we got in the biggest fight because my mom would not let go about this wedding dress. She's like, I'll buy it for you. I don't care. She's like, please. She's like, just wear this, whatever. I'm like, I'm not wearing this dress in our backyard. Our neighbors are going to look at us like we're insane. The people are going to be looking at us. We're insane. I'm going to be sweating like a beast. going to be uncomfortable. I'm, there's no way I'm spending this much money on a dress that I'm never going to wear again. And I don't even want to wear the first time. So we got in a huge fight because of that. And it was just like, and I started realizing how stressful it was because everyone wanted to give their two cents. Everyone wanted to give their opinion about the food, about this, about the guest list, about the timing, about everything. And I had to just really say no to a lot of things. And I mean, there's like bridal shows, millions of bridal shows based around this and the fact that most people just do the same thing over and over again. They have a bridal party because that's what people do. They have a photographer because that's what people do. They have a 10-tier cake because that's what people do. They have this because that's what people do. They throw the bouquet. They throw the garter. They bring something blue. They bring something this. It's like people don't even think about what they're doing and why they're doing it. If you want to throw the bouquet and toss the garter and have 10 photographers and you want to arrive on a purple goat, you know, wearing a bandana, like whatever it is you want to do, do it, but only do it if you want to do it. And that's where I had the light bulb. I'm like, okay, well, let me just do the things that I want to do at least. And I did that. And I ended up losing a lot of friends around this time um, because of my wedding. And I'm sure it was a lot of parts, not just around my wedding, but I think the wedding was like the nail in the coffin. And so it was like a really stressful time for me because here I am, I'm getting married, I'm starting this new life. Half my family doesn't want to talk to me anymore. I'm losing all my friends. My friends are getting mad at me. Even like one of my friends who was getting married at the same time, she was getting married a few weeks after me. But she did the whole thing. She did the whole engagement party. She did the whole bridal shower. She did the whole bridesmaids, you know, like all these things. So her event was like this whole year long process. I just wanted to get it over with. So I wasn't trying to steal anyone's light by getting married before her or getting married before all these girls because all these girls like were all had their weddings lined up. So they're going to get married. I had a few in May, in September, in October, like everything lined up. And I think everyone got so mad at me that I, quote unquote, stole their sunshine. I'm like, I'm literally getting married in my backyard in a $99 dress with food from like down the block. Like, what are you jealous about? What do you think that I'm like stealing your sunshine about? I'm totally trying to dim my light if anything is possible. And yet people were really upset with me and they thought that, I don't know, I wasn't including them or whatever. I don't know what they thought. I can't go into their minds. I just know from what feelings I got and what impressions and just what little details I heard from. But I ended up, so afterwards, we ended up having, two weeks after that, we had a party with just friends. And that was like a crazy, crazy event. And people said it was like the best party that they've ever been to because Boris and I could definitely throw a party. And so that was that was awesome. I'm happy we did that. My parents went away for the weekend and thank God. And we basically like tore their house apart. It was crazy. I woke up, my mom had, because I told you about the flowers. So she had these flowers. We invited all these people over except half of my friend group that I was friends with. And I thought I'd invite to this party didn't come because now we were no longer speaking. 
So I had just lost uh, probably like four or five close friends that I've been friends with for over 10, 15 years in all in like one day because the main person I was friends with for all this time, even though I was best friends with quote unquote with a lot of the people in the group, she was kind of like the main person. So she was mad at me. Everyone was mad at me. And that's kind of how it happened. And I realized that really quick that I had no chance of saving these friendships because as long as she had an issue with me, everyone was going to have an issue with me. So I kind of just let it go. And I was just not in the place to deal with it. And, you know, I was getting married and yeah, it's a happy time, but I was also dealing with a lot of stress. I was trying to figure out this new career that I was in that I wasn't necessarily comfortable or happy in. I was not happy with my living situation because I was still living at home and trying to figure that out. Um, And there was just so much going on that the only real happy thing that I had going on in my life at that moment was getting married. And the fact that there was so much drama around it was unfortunate, but hey, that's how the cookie crumbles. So when we had this party, we invited, it was like all my friends from law school, um, a few friends I had remaining here and like a few of Boris's friends. And we invited people over, we got catering. I also made like a big ass pot of mac and cheese. We got Jamaican food. Um, We had cake. I think we got cake as well because we're like, cake is so good that we need to um, give it to our friends, whatever. I think we got cake. I don't remember. I knew we had some kind of dessert. But anyways, and then we got like all the top shelf liquor, like top of the line, big bottles. And we just had so much fun because we just didn't care. So we played music and people were getting wasted. And then so my mom had my mom's house in general, my parents house is like very ornate, very like beautiful. They have all their collections from all over the world and like all this stuff because they're world travelers. And so my mom had these flowers everywhere, these like white flowers with like a million petals on them. Uh, I don't know if hydrangea maybe. And she had them all over the house. And at some point, someone thought it was funny or I thought, I don't remember who it was, but we were so drunk and wasted and we're taking pictures and videos and someone starts taking those things and shaking them like confetti. So everyone starts doing it. So the whole house is now filled with these white petals on the floor on top of all the other garbage that's like everything. And so we woke up the next morning and there were like petals literally stuck to all the ground, to the tile, to the carpet, everywhere. And we were just trying to get all this up and to clean in time for my parents to come home. And yeah, it was a crazy story. And also there was like a throwing up instance, but I won't, I won't get into that. I'll spare you those details. But overall, the whole point of that story, I just want to share the ending of that. But the whole point with the wedding is that it really laid the foundation for me to start thinking for myself because I started realizing that I'm going to have to disappoint people on the road to my happiness. And when it starts becoming decisions that are very important to me, like my wedding and something that is so personal to me, and I saw that how something so personal to me can create so much drama around me from me just making decisions that are important to me, I realized I can't make people happy. I just can't make people happy. So I need to stop trying. And it wasn't an overnight decision. I made a lot of very interesting decisions after that and obviously moving and cutting people off and changing my phone number and moving again and just doing all these things. But they were all for survival. Like however it looks on the outside, however it sounds on the outside, like I just want to preface that. Well, not preface this. I want to the opposite of preface. I want to say now that the reason why it was all for survival, like I was going through a lot at that time, 
a lot, a lot, a lot at that time. And the only way that I could have survived was by start thinking for myself. Because if I didn't, then I don't know where I'd be right now, to be honest. So I just want to share that personal story for a few reasons. I think it's just an interesting story to share. And maybe if you're in a position in your life where you're about to do something and you just want to do things differently and you want to think about why are you doing this? Are you fulfilling some kind of tradition? Are you fulfilling some kind of expectation and role? Or are you doing something that's important to you? There's nothing wrong with tradition. Like I said, you could you could do every if you have really feel strongly about tradition, trad tradition, why is that word so hard to say? Tradition, then go for it. Do it, but only if it feels right for you. If you're doing things just because they feel right for your parents or for your family or for your spouse or your friends or your kids or your coworkers or your grandparents or whoever it is, you're going to feel empty at the end of it and you're going to feel so hollow and sad and you're the only one who has to deal with that because on the outside, no one knows what you're dealing with. Most people can't see what it is that you're dealing with inside. You have to live with those internal feelings so try every day to just get closer to making those decisions that are right for you. And it doesn't always start with a grand decision. It doesn't always have to be something grand as a wedding or going traveling or selling all your things. It could be just a little step in the decision of making those right decisions for yourself. Whether it's saying no to meeting up with a friend or saying no to an event or, you know, changing the way that you talk about something, changing the way that you do something, um, not celebrating something, maybe something that you would celebrate and not celebrating. I don't know, whatever it is, just think for yourself at the end of the day and you will see that that is a muscle that keeps getting bigger and stronger and stronger the more you do it. So work out your th teaching, thinking for yourself muscle and you will see that eventually it'll be so easy that you will be just lifting a thousand pounds of no one cares what anyone thinks and I don't give a shit what anyone thinks and that is going to be all over you and you're going to be crushing it so I hope you guys enjoy this episode and talk to you later <laughs>